0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today we're talking about pale ale.
1: Yes, we are one of the uh, the palest of ales, but not necessarily not necessarily as you pale will discover.
0: Amazing. It's great stuff and we have a fantastic top drop to review along with some tasty facts. So, I'm Stu.
1: I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers.
0: That sucks. You open it and it sprays everywhere. Why? Why, Cans? Why?
1: It doesn't have to be this way. Why can't they make a better can? I don't think they can. I think they can if they think they can. (laughs) They can if they believe they can make a better can.
0: I think that gives us a good segue into what we're drinking because we are drinking a pirate life. Yes. Or pirate... We're drinking a Pale Ale by Pirate Life Brewing Co. Mm,
1: called Pirate Life Pale Ale, as one might expect. Mm. And sadly, it only comes in a can.
0: Sadly. But it's a fantastic drink regardless.
1: It is. It is very tasty. But as we all know, it's always better in a bottle. It, mm. just, it just is. <laughs> I mean, think how much better this could be were it in a bottle. They've, they've won things. They've been acclaimed, mm. sort of.
0: Well, they have. They... Pir- the Pirate Life Pale Ale is the top Pale Craft beer, top craft beer of 2017. It is very tasty and it has a price equivalent. So, this beer actually takes our top drop for today.
1: Yes, that's why it's our top drop and not our good drop because it mm. is very good, but it's a little higher in the price bracket than yeah. what we would say hey, this is reasonably priced and good.
0: Mm. It's expensive, but worth it. Yes. yes, that's our that's our that's, bottom line. That's
1: the top drop rule. So,
0: if you were drinking a Pirate Life Pale Ale, you would first taste strong notes of lychees.
1: Mm, I was uh, somewhat stunned by the immediateness of the lychee flavour.
0: Mm, I was not expecting the lychees. No one expects the lychee Inquisition.
1: Yes, I didn't expect some sort of a lychee flavoured beer.
0: It's it's a little bitter. It's got a very, very strong flavour. Like, when I started drinking pale ales, I thought that a pale ale was also not just pale in colour, but light in flavour as well. And the last maybe two years, after I've been drinking a lot more craft beer, I, I've been pleasantly surprised by these meteor drinks, mm. these meteor pales.
1: Because, yeah, while um, some of them are lighter in flavour, they vary quite significantly across the eight different types of yeah. pale ales
0: yeah i mean just for a perfect example you've got american pale ale
1: generally the um american pale ales uh, are made off a uh, cleaner yeast uh, american two-row malt and uh, they use american hops
0: mm, that's the big distinguisher that's
1: the distinguishing difference yeah because mm. american hops it's even compared to other pale ales that have a hoppy flavor it's a very different hoppy flavor
0: i had a american pale ale a couple of days ago but now i can't even remember what it tasted like i know it was like it was a little bitter and very quite hoppy in flavor but it was just another pale ale.
1: To yeah, I mean the 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 flavour profile. It's sort of a middle ground between the uh, the stronger, more assertively hopped Indian pale ale and the darker, maltier amber ale.
0: Mm. I should not distract you any longer. You should. Give us the the list, the full list
1: Oh yes, the the full list of different types <laughs> S- Since we're going through it anyway Since we're going through it anyway Well let's, did, do we want to, oh yeah okay we'll, we'll do the list, then we'll talk about what it is That actually distinguishes an ale as a pale ale Sounds good to me Alright, so obviously we've mentioned the amber ale The American pale ale. We've mentioned the Indian pale ale, and I'll talk about all of these in more detail, as I did with the American uh, a little later on. We've got uh, the beer de garde, the blonde or golden ale, the English bitter, the Irish red ale, the Scotch ale, and a type that sort of also includes ales from other pale ale types, which is the strong pale ale, which is literally just any pale ale stronger than 5% alcohol. Hmm.
0: Well, given that this uh, pale ale that we're drinking now
1: is 5.4%, then that would count? That was the original marker, mm. but they've been slowly pushing up the strength of ales anyway. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to guess, because the marker is probably just anything that's above the standard strength. Makes sense to me. Because now I believe the average for a strong pale sits somewhere between... The twelve percent and low twenty percent mark. Low twenty percent between the between twelve and the low twenties. Yeah,
0: a beer twenty percent alcohol by volume.
1: So, somewhere around there, yes. But of course, there is oh, there nice. is an exception even to that rule. In that, in the world of strong pales, there was in two thousand ten created <laughs> one strong pale ale to rule them all.
0: Oh man, it's uh, th- this is unbelievable. This is also our odd drop because it's just so out there. That we we just had to mention it. So we, th- this is a beer from Scotland that has. Uh,
1: but it's it's stronger than many distilled spirits are. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. It's uh. It's forty one percent alcohol by volume. It is in the style of an IPA, an India Pale Ale. It is by a company called Brewdog, and they've
1: called it Sink the Bismarck. Sink the Bismarck and. How do they get this ludicrous alcohol per volume? Well, well, first off, they they
0: brew a predecessor called Tactical Nuclear Penguin.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and it was And then they sink
1: the Bismarck. <laughs>
0: yeah, apparently, they um they they released a f- uh, high alcohol by volume beer uh, a few years ago just because I think they wanted to have the strongest beer available. And yeah, they called it Tactical Nuclear Penguin for, for some reason. They got some great names, the 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 Brewdog Beer Company. Well, less than a year later, they were trumped by a German brewer with a 40% beer. Not to be beaten, they, they released this one called Sink the Bismarck, aptly named after a German warship. According to the website... Sink the Bismarck is a quadruple IPA that contains four times the hops, four times the bitterness, and frozen four times to create a staggering 41% alcohol by volume. They they freeze-distill it to obtain the high alcohol by volume
1: content. Right, so it's a distilled beer. Yeah,
0: it, it is. It really is. It's, it's unbelievable. If it wasn't for the $240 price tag... I would probably get myself a bottle.
1: Yeah, I I am intrigued and would also consider that were <laughs> it not for, for the price. Yeah, because even even a tallie or forty, as they call it over in the states, isn't worth that.
0: No, and it's not even a tallie. It's three hundred three hundred and thirty mils for
1: two hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a beer size. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that that's why it's our odd drop, guys.
1: Yeah, because everything about it is odd. Okay, so... Uh,
0: WTF, mate.
1: So now, uh, let's get back into our types of beer. Mm. Well, our types of pale ale specifically. So, uh, amber ale is a term used predominantly in Australia, France, and North America for pale ale brewed with a mix of amber malt and crystal or some other kind of coloured malt that um, causes the beer to have colour ranging anywhere from light copper to light brown.
0: Mm. Basically amber, as the as the name states.
1: Yeah, and uh, hops are sometimes used in uh, varying degrees. Though um, few examples of amber ale are particularly hoppy.
0: They they tend to tend to be a little little bitter. They're they're a more winter drink. I find like mm. the the colder the weather, the more bitter I seem to prefer the beers.
1: Yeah, because of course you awful, you also don't often think about bitter beers and a pale ale, but. Mm. Certainly the, the bitterness is ever-present hmm. in uh, in the pale ale, especially when we come to the one known as English bitter.
0: English bitter. As oh, the. Uh, it's also known as a session ale.
1: Yes. Well, one type of English bitter is known as a session, because there hmm. are, in fact, several different subtypes right. to the British style of pale ale. And uh, the English bitter... Varies in colour from gold to dark amber, and in strength from about 3-7%. to But, um, yeah, the bitter does, though, definitely belong in the pale ale style. And uh, the subtypes range in strength, flavour, and appearance, with the amount of hops used also varying quite a lot. Now, these subtypes are light ale, session or ordinary bitter, best or special bitter, and uh, premium or strong bitter, and golden ale.
0: So that's where the golden ale fits in.
1: Yeah. That said, though, there is a standard pale ale type known as blonde, which is also referred to as golden ale. And the blonde ales tend to be a clearer, crisp dry beer with uh, lots of medium bitterness and uh, aroma from hops mixed with some sweetness from malt. Mm. Now, they usually have a lighter body due to being carbonated, and uh, they also have uh, sometimes similar appearance to a pale lager, though the malt character is subdued with a hops profile ranging from spicy to citrus.
0: One of my go-to beers over the last three, four years has been uh, golden ale, uh, James Squire, the Chancer.
1: Ah, yes, that is a very mm. nice golden ale.
0: Yeah, it it goes down so easily and is good in just about all weathers, all kinds of weather. So, it, yeah, that's why it's been my go-to for a while, because it's, it's not too expensive either. I mean, it's a little more expensive than your lagers, like your, uh, I don't know, your uh, Great Northern or... You know, 4x
1: mm. as ales generally are mm. that little bit more expensive than a lager. Yeah,
0: but it's it's probably a re- it's a really good all rounder, but you don't really find it on tap anywhere, unfortunately.
1: Mm. Unless you go to certain, um, I mean, some places have it on tap, but not not a lot. I th- no. think you can get it on tap. Well, you used to be able to get it on tap at the Archive Bar in West End. Mm.
0: You can get, get it, it get it on tap at the Lucky Squire. Oh well, that makes sense <laughs> for some reason. Mm. Not sure why, um, but the the James Squire you normally find on tap is the is their pale ale, the one fifty lashes.
1: Yes, which um, funnily enough was just barely beaten out for our good drop, yeah, by Cooper's pale ale.
0: Yeah, believe it or not, um, we we decided on the Coopers because you can get it everywhere
1: yeah it is readily available, and the price of a the price of a six pack is hmm. uh, about three dollars less than the price of a six pack for for the squires and the price of a twenty four pack is about one dollar more except because the bottles are three hundred and seventy five mil instead of three hundred and thirty hmm. you actually an get an beers. extra two beers <laughs> yeah. for that dollar,
0: yeah so, yeah, we decided that because of that little bit of extra value and the fact that you can get it everywhere, almost everywhere, every pub, every club, every uh, every place that sells beer, you've been able to buy Cooper's Pale Ale.
1: In Australia. We're not mm. sure about other countries, but in Australia, definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you are in the US, I would probably recommend the Boston Beer Co. Pale Ale.
1: Yes, agreed. And... Uh... The Boston Beer Co. IPA is really nice as well. If you're a fan of IPAs, I, I am. I quite like mm. an IPA.
0: Yeah, I I never used to like them because I thought I had one and I and it was so absurdly bitter that it put me off all IPAs for a long time.
1: It was just a bitter IPA. It must have just been. A, mm.
0: I think it was a double IPA, oh, but yeah, do it
1: was awful. Mm. Okay, so back to the styles. There is the uh, beer de garde or keeping beer, which is a pale ale traditionally brewed in the Nord-Pas-de-Calais region of France. The origin of the name lies uh, in the history that the drink was originally brewed by farmhouses in the winter or spring to avoid problems that might occur with the yeast during the summer months, and they would then cork it in bottles and leave it to mature for later consumption. They would make it and then keep it to drink later. So keeping beer. Mm.
0: Makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. And uh, then we have the Indian Pale Ale, also known as the IPA, mm. which is a style of pale ale, funnily enough, developed in England for export to India. So Because I mean, a lot of people tend to think that Indian Pale Ale must have been developed in India, but yeah. no.
0: And it's not Indian Pale Ale, it's India Pale Ale. Yeah. There's no N on the end of India.
1: I mean, obviously, they decided that the flavour profiles of what they make in Britain for the British won't work in a country where the weather is completely different. So they produced a drink with a different flavour profile that would suit the hotter weather. and uh, And the the range they range in colour from uh, light golden to reddish amber and are described as hoppy, moderately strong, very well attenuated, pale British ales with a dry finish and a hoppy aroma and flavour.
0: Mm. The, the brew, brewers at burton up on trent in the English Midlands dev- developed these IPAs initially because of the, the specific kind of water in the area. It's very alkaline and the people in India went crazy for it when it eventually got over there. So they just kept asking for more so people would tweak their recipes to make it more in that particular style when they shipped it over.
1: Mm. And uh, interesting little bit of uh, added trivia for that. The first known actual mention of the term India Pale Ale was uh, on the 27th of August in 1829 in an advertisement in the Sydney Gazette and New South Wales Advertiser. Mm. In Australia? In Australia. Wow. Yeah, so in Australia in 1829, they were advertising India Pale Ale. And that was the first time anyone actually called it that, apparently, in print. I guess it was just known as the Pale Ale for India, and then it made its way over here, and they called it an India Pale Ale. And uh, so now we come around to the Irish Red Ale, also known as Red Ale or Irish Ale. And it is a variety of pale ale produced in Ireland, as you might have guessed, which is usually reddish amber in colour. It is described as a bit sweet, with a slightly hopped tea-like flavour, and an even dexterous body. And uh, the flavours are well-rounded and balanced with a pleasant toasted malt flavour. Now, uh, it should be noted that in the US, the name red ale can be used to describe a darker amber or red beer that is a lager, and not an ale, And is coloured with caramel to be that colour.
0: So they're cheating.
1: They're cheating. They're calling a lager a red ale. That's not right. Yeah. Jerks. And uh, (laughs) so we've got the Scotch Ale. Yeah, this intrigues me
0: the most. I really have to get myself a bottle.
1: Hmm. So it's also known as a wee heavy. It's
0: just a wee heavy.
1: (laughs) And uh, I might do this whole bit Scottish. A Scotch Ale, also known as a wee heavy, is a type of pale ale produced in Scotland. That is deep copper to brown in colour. <laughs> They're sweet and full-bodied with a pronounced malty caramel and roasted malt flavour and also often include a slight tea-like bitterness. And generally, the malt... No, I've lost it, I've lost it. But generally, the malt <laughs> is uh, it's often um, dried with uh, smoked peat rather than the usual method to give a very smoky flavour. That would do it. And uh, something that is often reminiscent of Scotch.
0: Expensive scotch tends to have a very peaty, smoky flavour. Or some, some whiskeys, scotch whiskies tend to have a peaty, smoky flavour.
1: Yes, and so this all doubles us back around after talking about that massive variety of things that are a pale ale yeah. to what actually constitutes a pale ale. And the answer is a type of ale made with pale malt, where the predominant malt used is pale malt.
0: Up until about sixteen forty to to make roasted malt they would use wood or coal to heat the heat it, heat the oven, heat to heat the roastery, to, to roast the malt. And wood makes a very uneven fire. So more often than not, it'd burn. Hmm.
1: So they they did begin dry roasting using a fuel called coke, which is a byproduct of coal.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, well, it's a very specific byproduct. Yeah,
1: they... yes, it's the solid carbonaceous material <laughs> derived from destructive distillation of low ash, low solver bituminous coal, and is usually grey, hard, and porous.
0: You read the Wikipedia. I did. <laughs> <laughs> they heat the coal to um, to a point without burning it, and it produces coke. And they and it ends up being a very very efficient and predictable fuel source so they were able to just roast the the malts so they were cooked or or quote-unquote roasted but not burned or darkened
1: yeah and so these lighter malts became known as pale malt they were real original with that oh yeah that description <laughs> but uh, despite ales having been made with the pale malt methodology since 1642, it wasn't actually until around 1703 that the term pale ale was first used to describe beers made from malt dried with coke.
0: And by 1830, the expressions bitter and pale ale were synonymous. They were the same thing. They meant the same thing in terms of beer. Breweries would call their beers pale ales, but customers would call them bitters because that's they were bitter beers like this one this is more bitter than that this pirate life pale ale is more bitter than the golden ale that that i have but i guess that's still a pale ale isn't it
1: yeah it's it's still a pale ale Mm. whereas if we compare it to a lager
0: oh yeah it's definitely more bitter
1: yeah significantly more bitter Mm. though
0: it's got more flavour to yeah, it, Yeah, but really. then you
1: come around to a, a drink like Victoria Bitter, which literally has bitter in the name. And it's still not really that bitter. And it's not that bitter. It's, not, it's a different kind of bitter as well. Hmm.
0: Yeah, researchers think that customers use the term bitter to tell the difference between these pale ales and from other noticeably hoppy... hopper... Yeah. And other uh, hopped beers, darker beers, like porter or stout, which are also bitter... Or can be bitter. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the sh- the short
1: history of it. Yeah, that's that's it. It um it doesn't have any exciting stories or wars or anything like uh, like some other no no riots no no riots <laughs> no beer riots no ale riots. Though I suppose if we really wanted to get into it, I'm sure something happened in India around the 1800s when they were selling mm. pale ale there. Yeah. When did you first hear about pale ale? Gosh, um, a long time ago, assuming that the first ale I heard tell of was a pale, and I'm not sure it was. I need to look it up. Mm. It was the the first two ales that I was ever made aware of were Hobgoblin Ale (laughs) and Monty Python and the Holy Ale. Wow. And I'm not sure if either of them is a pale ale. Mm. I need to find out.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't really a beer drinker up until very recently, maybe f- 3, 4 years ago, 5 years ago. I I tended tended to drink mostly spirits, um just mixing spirits and uh soft drink and drinking that or having premix or drinking cider because I had a sweet tooth back in the day, but as I've gotten older, I've started to enjoy Less sweet things, like oh.
1: beer. So Monty Python the Holy Ale is a golden ale. It's a pale ale. Yep, hey. it's a pale. There we go. So, yes, uh, many, many years ago, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away.
0: <laughs> Back in your bartending days?
1: Um, yes, uh, around that time, actually. Hmm. And the, uh, the box is actually pretty fantastic. If, if I could show you good listeners a picture, I would.
0: But you're just going to have to show me. That is fantastic.
1: Yeah, so basically they've written Monty Python and the Holy Grail and then crossed out the <laughs> GR, so it just says Holy Ale. That's that's brilliant. And it's literally their own brand that obviously they have another brewery make, but it's, it's theirs. It's, you know, John Cleese gets a piece every time you go ahead and drink some of that.
0: Nice. When did I first hear about ales? I don't really know when I started drinking beer and when... I started to differentiate between different kinds of beer.
1: So, there you have it. And uh, talking about drinks that grow and mature, that um, is a nice segue through to what we'll be talking about in next week's episode. (laughs)
0: That's brilliant. Which is muscat. Muscat. Or muscato. Yes. Same grapes, same or similar flavour, and very, very tasty. So... Tune in next week to hear us talk all about that, the fortified wine and the regular wine.
1: Oh, let's not forget, though, how many, uh, because these are in cans, how many ring pulls would you give <laughs> today's <laughs> top drop?
0: Oh, it gets a nine and a half, actually. It loses half because I couldn't get it in a bottle.
1: Mm, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a nine, Mark's down from a nine and a half for that exact same reason. Because mm, it, this is great. Like this is probably one of the
0: nicest beers I've had. Well, well worth the the extra coinage to get the top drop.
1: Mm, it really is from the first mouthful to the last mouthful. Mm. Very pleasant. So that wraps us up for this week. Be sure to uh, plug us to your friends, as we will plug ourselves to you right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, tune in to Facebook. Smash that like button. We are a good drop podcast. You can also find us on iTunes. We are a good drop all about alcohol. Uh, You can also find us on your favourite podcast app or Podbean as a good drop. And of
1: course, uh, we're on agooddrop.com.au.
0: Don't forget our website. Or uh, if you've got any comments, questions, uh, stories, uh, tales tell us about your favorite favorite beer uh, send us an email to a good drop at gmail.com
1: yeah tell us uh, a story of your first experience with ale or anything else of interest and we'll probably read it out or something because why yeah. don't we
0: we'll read out the best ones yeah uh, so yeah that's it until next time cheers
1: cheers <laughs> that
0: is such an unsatisfying